0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. Jack Daniels is the oldest, mellowest, whiskiest whiskey, and every drop is made in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels, turning nights into stories since 1866. Please drink responsibly.
1: Maddie Safai here, host of a new daily science podcast from NPR called Shortwave. We'll bring you new discoveries, everyday mysteries, and this week, Randall Monroe, professional nerd and creator of XKCD, explains how to use science to tell if you're a 90s kid. Listen and subscribe to Shortwave from NPR. From NPR Music, you're connected to all songs considered. I am Bob Boylan, and today we are heading to Ireland. Well, at least musically so. And taking us on that contemporary Irish music journey is the extraordinary band from Dublin, Lancome. Lancome's album, The Live Long Day, is a top album for me this year. And what draws me to this record and to their music not only is my love for Irish music, but those deep drones that are so emphasized. It's the same thing that draws me to some electronic music like John Hopkins or something, or even bands like Portishead. We'll start off with the most traditional of Lancome songs and my conversation with two of the four band members of Lancome.
2: My name is Rady Pete in the band Lancome from Dublin.
1: Playing mostly and singing or?
2: Uh, Singing and playing uh, just all sorts of reed instruments.
3: Oh, my name's Ian Lynch. I'm a vocalist and I also play some instruments in the band Lancome. We'll play a, a
1: little of a song, Bear Creek. So I'm going to say today, as you play DJ, you're going to pick some music for us Mm -hmm. all. That this is probably right now the most traditional thing we're going to hear the entire show. The the most, (laughs) what I would think of (laughs) as traditional Irish music, straightforward Irish music. Your album, for the most part, doesn't do that. And that's sort of the beauty of why I love you so much is is the way your songs unfold, the drones and so forth that we're going to play a lot more of what is the sort of music that you hear others play that what is the sense of irish music and the bands around where you all living you know you go out to hear groups and stuff what are you, what are you hearing traditional like that or
2: Um yeah kind of anything Uh like there's just so much music in Dublin in general but like I'm from a uh, like a family we all play traditional tunes so like you know like reels jigs that kind of thing so uh, I since I can remember would always go and like uh, play in sessions and pubs and like listen and stuff and that's um that's kind of its its own scene that is now in the past couple of years kind of expanding itself out to be more like encompassing also like kind of folk singing, traditional singing, um, you know, that kind of world as well. That's kind of evolving and they're becoming connected. And then there's also like a really healthy, like, you know, sort of any genre you can think of, there'd be a healthy scene in, in Ireland, especially in Dublin. It's a good and, music city.
1: And how is Irish music, if I listen to Irish music, the stuff that you're hearing in 2019, Maybe different from what we just heard in Bear Creek or that traditional, more traditional sessions kind of music. Pick me something from your list to maybe give me an an example of what modern Irish music is like.
3: Well, I think maybe Lisa O'Neill
1: would be a good person to start with. Great. Yeah, And her record... And the song title is called "Pothole in the Sky."
2: Yeah, and um, so this is this is actually original song that that Lisa wrote. She's a she's a brilliant songwriter. Um, but she, this is her second last album that you're going to hear um, now. But uh, the album after that is um, mostly folk songs. So she kind of does like um, ma- like a kind of a similar mix to us, where it's like folk songs and uh, and like kind of originals. Maybe tilted slightly more towards originals than we are, but uh, you know, kind of drawing on folk influences, big. To- I'm in her songwriting
4: On my way to heaven Pothole in the sky Spell your destination He summoned me to try Falling for the devil, this boy and his lies. Devil made the level, I know too well to be shy. Mm-hmm. These angels in the engine, a factory of light. The wings are made of many wings To hold us in the sky
5: Meet me in the
4: dark Underneath the night Where words cannot be seen Leave anyone in fright And the boldest of my lessons
5: we're silent and white
4: the war lives for a moment and every moment says good night what i draw for you is yesterday here's what it looks like i can only draw from what enters my eyes
5: Maybe our
4: perception is why we cry.
1: She's got a really beautiful, beautiful voice. Oh, a yeah. wonderful voice, yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's Lisa O'Neill, is she a younger singer, or, or, or where does she fall? It uh, depends on
2: what you classify as young, <laughs> but she is the same age as us, so... Yeah, okay. um, yeah. Yeah, she's in her kind of uh, mid-30s. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's got one of those really ageless voices Loves. as well. I think a lot of people are very curious to know what age yeah. she really is because she sounds like she could be anything between, like, kind of 20, 20 and 80. 70. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like uh, it a lot. Yeah, yeah I love no, her she's voice. She's fantastic. So so unique, you know. She's got a really unique voice. So
1: Take me somewhere completely, like, n- not as traditional as yet these two tunes so far we've played
3: are okay so yeah. now so there's a band called the deadlians from dublin they're um i suppose uh, mainly based around a wild squatter called sean Fitzgerald, and he has kind of an ever revolving cast of mad characters around him that join the band and leave the band but uh this is really yeah for us one of their, um big hits in the <laughs> last few years it's yeah. called uh, i don't want to ride your l one anymore Okay, so if I just heard
1: that and I was driving my car or walking down the street, what you said is ride your all one. It's Y-E-R, <laughs> new word, A-U-L, and it's then the next oh word God. is one. So, so oh okay, I could see the wincing there. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you it's, double,
3: it's Dublinese, basic Dublinese for uh, I don't want to have sex with your mother anymore. I That's see. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here
1: we go. This, uh, we found this one on Bandcamp all. On here musically, like, we we'll do deal with the lyrics and a little? Yeah, musically. Or ignore the lyrics.
2: Oh, okay, um, yeah. yeah, no. Regardless of what's going on there, I suppose it's just like uh, Sean, the singer. There is actually like he's he's really into folk music, and he sings like he's really into researching songs, and he sings a lot of folk songs. And I think it's just like an, like an example of within the general kind of traditional and folk like idiom or whatever in in Dublin. There's just so many different things being done. And this is just kind of like a kind of an, maybe an outlier of that kind of form, you know what I mean? Because he is, he's coming from like knowing all about that and then kind of you know kind of putting his own thing in it and that that's so why so the
1: drums would be one thing that yeah. I'm hearing that you would, wouldn't would And obviously
2: that. the fiddle like but the fiddle almost sounds a bit more like kind of old time music there as well but it's got that kind of you know like kind of um tried sound to it and I don't know like I think people are kind of molding it in different ways in more interesting ways at the moment uh, than has happened maybe in in the last couple of years you know people are definitely kind of getting a new uh, a new thing going there's a lot yeah. of unique Um, projects you know what I mean like it's not it doesn't all sound the same it actually sounds really different what's going on that's yeah
3: I think the most interesting thing for me that's happening in Ireland at the moment and Dublin in particular is people who are very well versed in traditional idioms but are, are using that as one aspect in making a different bigger sound you know and just coming up with something that just sounds completely unique to them which I think is beautiful and now I think you're doing that too (laughs) we try we try
1: (laughs) Uh, how about if I play something viewers you got a thing I should pick or
2: I don't know it's hard to pick your own music maybe maybe we'll leave it up to you yeah whatever Uh, you'd like I suppose um,
1: oh to a lullaby yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
3: what instrument am I hearing
2: That's a baritone concertina, and
3: a bowed guitar, or bowed banjo, was it?
2: No, that's just fiddle. That's fiddle harmonics and a baritone concertina. And then in this track, though, then there's like English
3: concertina comes in.
2: There's a bowed uh, vibraphone as well, and like uh, a Hammond organ, and yeah, lots of kind of layers.
1: Okay, let's listen to Lancum. this in a in a club i mean like everything else we've played so far has a beat this has a beautiful yeah. atmosphere it kind of is soundscape. i've i've seen you perform only once and it was a small spit stage at Newport this wasn't one of in the repertoire yeah. would you play this in an evening at i
2: um we haven't yet but like this is kind of Th- that piece was like um, like kind of originally conceived to link between that and the previous piece you I played b- Bear Creek um, as a kind of a um, you know it was definitely uh, kind of composed for the album and for that purpose to kind of link it like that and kind of give a, an atmosphere before you go into it but like that's not to say we wouldn't do it in that way live at some point as well where you go from this into the you know like the faster Bear Creek number um, I chose
1: that cut mainly for w- something that is Uh, Very present on the record which is that drone and it's Mm -hmm. so I mean, I'll I'll pull up uh, Yeah (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm gonna play the opening cut on the record We can talk a lot about that and the lyrics to the Wild Rover in a minute But I just like when I first heard this I went this is my record (laughs) 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 I want to live with this (laughs) Uh, um, so a couple of things about the drone which is where is the influence for Irish music and the drone? Where where, do you, where did it come to you? Because it's, I mean, it's in some of like the pipes, the Iland pipes. But
3: where is that the main source for
5: you? All? Yeah, because I think
3: the Iland pipes. Obviously, you have the drones. You have the the um, the tenor drone, which is an octave lower than the low D on the chanter. Then you have the baritone so drone a and chanter the p- and, a, and the pipes D- just yeah. describe the pipes yeah. real quick to somebody who's so never seen them. so yeah basically the difference between the illan pipes and the Scottish bagpipes are you squeeze the air in with a bellows and that's where the term illan comes from it's the Irish word for elbow huh. so you're squeezing the air in with a bellows you're squeezing the bag and you're playing the melody on the chanter and then you also have three drones so you would have each drone playing the same as the lowest note on the chanter but an octave below each time so, um, this is something that goes back a few hundred years. It was devel- a, a development of the pipes since, I think, the early 18th century. And then you would have different techniques on other instruments, like on the fiddle, uh, double stopping on the fiddle to create a drone. I think that was originally an imitation of the pipes. And you also hear it on a concertina. Yeah, now and, as well. and that's
2: all kind of like trying to imitate the pipes, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it is a kind of a thing that's present in traditional music and as I said earlier like I'm actually from that background so like my, I'm a bit like my ear is a bit indoctrinated to that sound you know mm. and to me like I don't I think we're just kind of hamming up the drone you know what I mean but to me it, it's part of like it sounds right mm. you know like it's it sounds yeah. like it should be there I think we're just maybe pushing it Further than it would naturally go with like the pipes and lower pitched pipes now, because we like the Ian plays like a kind of a B set, and we have some other instruments like harmonium and, and concertinas and stuff.
1: All instruments that are air forced through reeds, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And
3: that's yeah, that's a sound that we're just really drawn towards. You know, we'd be into yeah. kind of heavily into drone music outside of traditional music as well, like going back to like Lamont Young and Tony Conrad and that stuff, and then up to you know, like Sarah Davachi and. Tim Hecker and Son Oh and all these kind of bands, you know, so coming from outside does electronic tradition.
1: music fit into modern Irish music because it's it certainly those two worlds just seem like a natural fit mm.
3: I
2: don't know if someone's like combining them maybe explicitly in their music but um yeah like I can see how they can as influences can sit yeah. by, side by mm. side and the fiddle player in our band is very into like Altecker and uh, you know uh, Pharaoh Overlord right. and you know all kinds of uh, you know what I mean like he has that influence and to him it all sits comfortably in his brain so
5: <laughs>
1: yeah i wonder if the if the tradition doesn't like the fact that you plug something in mm. you know but but in terms of like my ears the two things are just different parts of the same piece sure you yeah. know that, that yeah it would fit so beautifully
3: yeah well that's i think something that we were kind of drawn towards doing in this album was trying to get that same sense of heaviness and just that crushing apocalyptic drone but just through using traditional Irish instruments and you know and trying to figure out new ways of playing them new ways of recording them getting different sounds just to create these really texturally rich and droning soundscapes so that's something that really uh, we were driven towards. Play a little more of Wild Rover hear a little
1: of the drone and then this is a traditional song a drinking song or not a drinking song, depending on how you look at it, Uh, and I want you to tell me about the words to the Wild Rover. Mm -hmm. I did vibrate the walls of my apartment building the other day with this. <laughs> <laughs> no complaints <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> from anyone. So uh, The Wild Rover is a traditional tune. Uh, it's about, uh, s- well, you tell me. it. It's th-
3: so, yeah, for me, I think the most um, fascinating thing of like researching traditional songs and looking into their history and background is finding out, you know, older versions of the songs and ways in which the function of singing the song might have changed. And I think, the Wild Rover is a very interesting case because we have a song that most people know uh, of as an Irish drinking song, but it actually started off life a few hundred years ago as an English anti-drinking song. It was a temperance song. There's somebody who, who basically
1: said, I finally stopped drinking and he has money now. And <laughs> I, mean, I think that's uh, some of, the yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but oh. in... Yeah, usually it's it's kind of like a prodigal son type of motif where someone's saying, oh, you know, I've spent all my money rambling and wasting all my money on beer and whiskey, but now I'm back and, you know, I'll never play the Wild Rover no more. But it's kind of, you know, you hear it being sung in Irish pubs the world round and everyone's, yeah, no, no, never no more. No. As you they, know. yeah, clink their puns. <laughs> <with laughs> right, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, but if you look at earlier versions of the song, it, it had um this other verse... Which was in the version that we found and i think it just really puts the the kind of earlier temperance message into perspective where you have the person saying well if i had half the money that i spent on booze in my life i could have had all these things you know i could have raised my children properly mm. i could have had a proper roof on my house i could have had a coat on my back it's a very you know, very regretful tone to the to this verse you know and it kind of for us it puts this, a very different kind of spin on the song so yeah it was a version that we came across um, from County Loud How old is the verse that you're talking about do you have any sense? Um, well I think the first um, printed versions that we came across sometime around the early 1600s Can you imagine one
1: about <laughs> of your songs like in 2312
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is just it's mind-boggling yeah, crazy, how yeah. music it's absolutely and how it survives yeah I, I think it's that's, it's a really just a fascinating thing to think about how a song can have that much import and that can have that much resonance with people that they continue singing it over the years and it can survive that long you know I think that's the wonderful thing about the tradition is there's this kind of darwinistic element to it whereby it's only the really great songs survive you know because this is before there was you know radio charts or you know tv pushing crap music on people it was like a song had to be good to be you know to get widespread circulation and for people to actually sing it so that the songs that have come down through um, all the generations to us they have to be good songs yeah and they, and they have to be something that the people can sing. Mm.
1: Yeah,
2: but also something that remains relevant. I think that's an interesting thing as well, you know, because if it's something that's too topical and only specifically of its time, it won't survive either. So it has to have a kind of a general human appeal that can appeal, you know, whatever hundred years into the future.
1: Let's take a break. I'm talking with the band Lancome from Dublin, and you're listening to All Songs
0: Considered from NPR Music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from State Farm, whose agents know that your car and home are more than just big purchases. They're a big part of your life. You put the time into making them your own. So now it's time to protect them with your own personal State Farm agent. Not only do they truly get you, but they'll be there for you when you need them. And with over 19,000 agents in neighborhoods across the U.S., there could be one just around the corner. More at statefarm.com or 1-800-STATE-FARM. State Farm, Farm, here to help life go right. Support also comes from Tito's Handmade Vodka, born and bred in Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Music's just kind of part of our DNA, says Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller of Tito's Handmade Vodka. For recipes, videos, and more, visit them at titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, 5th Generation Incorporated, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, crafted to be savored responsibly. It's
1: All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Lankum is the band L-A-N-K-U-M. We're talking about the the idea that songs last forever. In the list of things that you gave to me of current music, is there a song you can imagine surviving three centuries?
2: Yeah, so one of the songs uh, that that we wanted to play today is actually um it was recorded by Landless Landless of the group that that um that you'll hear now uh, singing it, but it was written by uh, a man called Liam Weldon who um is a very I think undervalued um mm-hmm. figure in Irish traditional singing and 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 he's I think one of our great songwriters as well and I really think that his songs will stand the test of time and I think really w- maybe people will only really appreciate the impact he had in a hundred years so this is uh, in my opinion the greatest love song of all time that he wrote for his wife Nelly uh, as sung by Landless
1: and the song is how old uh, the, uh, well
2: he only wrote it in I think in the,
1: the 70s yeah. so this is a, a fairly
2: fairly new but I really I, I put my money perfect. on this one <laughs>
1: surviving
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. perfect if you
1: about these beautiful singers landless
2: yeah th- it's uh very uh kind of ghostly or something uh there are four women uh based in in dublin and uh they're friends of ours as well mm. uh they're great people but they do uh unaccompanied uh traditional song that's that's what they're the whole into. album
1: is that way is it yeah mm-hmm. unaccompanied
2: yeah 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 wow
1: and in concert will they is that how they present themselves? Yeah, too? yeah. and they yeah.
2: they play in a lot of because th- they get booked a lot in as you would imagine like churches and stuff like that. So I've seen them in some really gorgeous settings. As well. I was wondering
1: yeah. if this was recorded in a big room or if that was fake reverb. So no, I think it was yeah, recorded in a very big yeah.
2: room because yeah. actually it's our uh, the the man who does our um, live sound and who produced and recorded and mixed our album uh, also recorded that album. Wow. So yeah, tell
1: me his name,
2: John Spud Murphy. We just call him Spud, but his real name's John. Yeah. S-P-U-D yeah, yeah. yeah like, like potato, potato. Oh, okay. yeah oh. <laughs> wow which <laughs> sounds like a real weird Irish cliche but yeah. it's genuinely his name but yeah he's he's wonderful and he's actually produced like some of the um and recorded some of the best Irish albums not just in folk like he's also recorded Katie Kim who I think is fantastic and uh, the Jimmy Cake another amazing Dublin based band and you know Spud's kind of at the helm at a lot of that stuff and he's just like the guy who's behind the scenes making it all happen yeah. and sound good
1: I love finding a producer that I like and mm. then diving into records and you don't get to do that as much anymore because you get these records and then never s- really see the
3: liner notes so to speak yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. I mean, there's not as much information yeah. Well, I think he's definitely the the fifth member of the band you know and the, the sound yeah. of this latest album was, so much of it has to do with him and his ideas and how yeah. he envisioned it so Let's play some of
1: what you all as a team uh, did. Anything you want to pick of yours? I know it's hard.
2: It's very hard. Uh, Put the ran on. Yeah, maybe the ran. Putting the, the ran.
1: me this first time I've heard it on headphones and, I, and my, my jaw dropped and it was really beautiful and I went, I have to meet Spud at some point <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the rest of the band but tell us what are these sounds like what it sounds like a chain and someone banging a, a hammer on a big piece of wood but what, what we um, have we got going
3: on? So that was like there was a a wire brush that we were rubbing against a kind of big looked like a big cheese grater. I'm not sure it was a part of some <laughs> broke. Took all the romanticism out of it completely. No, just yeah. kidding. Yeah. It was, it also was literally what was that? A
2: hammer hand. against a gas canister, which is yeah,
5: very oh, dangerous. Yeah. Calor gas cylinder. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah, that's better. And a uh, bucket of rocks. A big bucket of rocks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stuff that was lying around right. the studio that we yeah. That's great. And, and the the very vibe. Uh, vibrato sound? Is that a concertina? that's is
2: actually that a harmonium. It's a oh setting right. in the harmonium that it's like basically like there's this little flap of leather uh, uh, is kind of weighted on a piece of wood. So when the air is trying to go through, the flap keeps closing. So it goes wah 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 So yeah. it's, yeah, it's kind of like a tremolo, manual really tremolo.
1: Beautiful. Let's hear just a touch more. Hunting the Wren, is it a song of yours or a traditional song? Or? It, when I look at through the album, I look at all these songs, percentage of songs that are yours and and traditional. Tell mm. me.
3: Yeah, it's a song that we wrote. Um, it actually, the idea came from Lisa O'Neill, who we played oh. at the start of the show. Um, me and her had this kind of song competition where we gave each other topics of songs to write on. And uh, that was the idea she gave me. It was about the Currahs, or the Wrens of the Cura. So the Wrens were a group of women who were living like, I mean, pretty much outcasts of society in the 19th century. They were living on this big open plain in County Kildare, living all around the British Army base. And they were living there for 50 or 60 years uh, in a very communal fashion, um, because a lot of them, for different reasons, didn't want to live in society. and. They lived there and survived through prostitution to the soldiers and just kind of, you know, scraping living and had a very, very hard life. And they were called wrens because they lived in kind of little huts in the ground. So the wren oh, I is, um, I think the Latin name is like troglodytus, troglodytus or something like that because they build little nests inside the ground. So that's where they got the name from. Take me out on something you madly love, the artist that you want to scream to the world and Talk about? I would love to play Junior Brother. Okay. If and that's okay. Yeah. If that's agreeable yeah, to everybody. actually,
2: yeah. we're playing some shows with him as well at home. He's going to play with us for all our, our Ireland launches of the album. So maybe an appropriate thing to close on yeah. as
3: well. So this is a really fantastic song and singing about what I reckon must be a very Irish phenomenon, but the name of the song is Hung Over at Mass. <laughs> and it's just a fantastic banger of a tune. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for doing this today. Thanks oh, for having thanks us, for having us Bob. Yeah, it's yeah. a real pleasure. Yeah, it was amazing.
1: Lankum is the band L A N K U M. Their album, The Live Long Day, comes out October 25th. Let's go out on one of their picks by Junior Brother called Hungover at Mass. I'm Bob Boylan, for and PR Music. It's all songs considered.
6: I cannot face Dwine gone up since the fort. I have to get up and leave. Shit, this is awkward. Hung over at last, hung over gunners only. Hung over. We made it through the river, about about people's knees? Now half that shock she's looking directly at me. Standing by the altar, I think they think I know that I want to do a reading, cause I just want to go. No mm-hmm. I'm